Good question. The answer is never. The mainstream media caught itself lying to the people they were supposed to inform countless times. But of course, there is never any repercussions for their actions because the funding for their network will always be there. Networks like BBC, PBS, and the AP will get their government funding no matter what we say or do. But companies like MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News all rely on the money to keep them going. The people showed CNN that no one liked CNN+, so no one subscribed to it and it went under in less than a year. Our money means more than they think when it comes to this aspect. Not other aspects like buying things, but you know, that's another topic. Project Veritas put out a new expose on a website that pedophiles are going on to indulge in their sexual kinks on children. Also in the news, we have James O'Keefe exposes Jan George Santos's spokesperson in a new episode, and we have people not understanding why the target situation is so bad, but I'll explain all of that and more on today's episode. Facts over facts over tracks is a mess, spitting slow, spitting fast, like a roast, like a gas, think I'm okay at last, but I don't know if that can erase all the past. The media will always be filled to the rim with lie after lie, but when will they start telling the truth? That's an, that's why most companies are starting to get worried when you start voting with your dollar. We showed Bud Light that we're not going to take any of this. Woke ideologies will die without ever being profitable, but this statement can't be true without your help. We must now show Target we are not playing around and I will never step foot in there again and neither should you. Until Target and corporations like this decide to clean their act up, indeed. This must be our game plan when it comes to defending our children, our families, and the plain right truth. Right on Target's website, you can see that they are selling tucking underwear for minors. If you don't know what that is, bless your heart. I'll explain. Nonetheless, it's this underwear a guy can wear to tuck his genitals under his butt. Yeah, it's gross. Target is also selling Satan worshipping clothes at the same exact time. Here are screenshots. It has to be said though, comparing Bud Light to Target is comparing Home Depot to Wendy's. It's very distinctly different things and people use it to achieve very different goals. People used to just grab a Bud Light at a gas station or a convenience store before or after work. But with Target, people go there for a one-stop shop for everything they need and more. Indeed, this is what makes boycotting Target so hard that it's kind of like a Walmart in the aspect that you could just go to one store and get everything you need. Chicken nuggets, a keyboard for my computer, and a face wash, and a deodorant. You can get you can get all of those and more. You get the point. It's a convenience factor that people are stopping at Target for. It's the shame that Target wants to do this because I remember the good old days of Target about two years ago when I was able to shop there and not worry. Also, the prices were reasonable, but not anymore. I already stopped shopping there a few months ago because their prices have just gotten so unbelievably high. But for me, the switch was very easy because Walmart was right across the street. So it was not an inconvenience to me to make the switch. That's why I feel bad for the people that were forced to just have a target within 10 miles because now you have to drive about 10 minutes to just get somewhere to boycott target but it's all worthwhile in the end the goal we are trying to achieve is having a place to raise children without being indoctrinated it's not just for them but also to show the people in charge that these at these companies that we are not playing when it comes to these preposterous ideologies it's so important to realize that we can't boycott all brands like target that push woke ideologies all at once that's why it's important to focus on one company at a time. This will ensure that these companies feel the repercussions of their actions one by one. 
Because if one company goes bankrupt, that will show the rest of the companies that they cannot push these ideologies that will make them lose millions of dollars, especially when it comes to indoctrinating children and sell selling children's tuck underwear and swimwear. Even though Walmart still has pride collections available for sale in their stores, when it's not even June yet, it's important to remember that it's the lesser of the two evils that will prevail in this aspect. Indeed, it's important to remember that every mainstream company is being forced to push these ideologies or feel the wrath of the woke monsters that will have their eyes out only for the kids, but also for erasing women and demonizing men. Indeed, not every company is going to resist the mainstream push, and that's why it's important for us to on the right to stay strong when it comes to this aspect because it's all going to be worth it in the end. We will give these companies another reason not to cave to the left's demands. With that being said, let's dig into the headlines of the week. Okay, starting off, we actually are going to react to the first five minutes of the new Project Veritas video because it's a longer video and we don't have time to watch all of it. So if you do want to watch my full reaction to it, it's going to have the link down below. So Project Veritas admitted child porn solicitator identified from whistleblower database Brockton DA presses no charges so let's actually find out because I expect nothing less from the woke DAs in New York because they don't care about protecting children and this was actually a big eye-opener for me because I, I already watched this but I do want to show all of you so without further ado let's begin please be aware that the following video may contain disturbing content and language that may not be suitable for all audiences including children project veritas did not receive any images your discretion is advised from your account it says make a video I a little girl in the school basement that was just a bluff it was a lie and i only did that to kind of um lure her mm -hmm. kind of just to Tempt her into sending something. So you traded CP? No. You I never just, traded? I just viewed them. I never gave everyone all of the files that I had because I was scared of the legal repercussions. I did a bunch of podcasts in regards to the, the predator catching in real life, our 561 PC project. One of those podcasts went viral, then in turn had Project Veritas reach out and that gave me the platform to be able to give these files to people that I trust that I know are going to do them justice and uh, and make something happen. Lurking in the darkest corners of the dark web is a thriving community of child pornography, or CP. According to Wired Magazine, as much as 80% of dark web visits relate to pedophilia. But what you may not know, much of this twisted world is in plain sight on the internet and easily accessible to adults and children alike. Ryan Montgomery, a cybersecurity professional, has exposed a vast ring of pedophiles who use the open internet to prey upon children. It's just disgusting. See, the things hey, that people do in the corners of their own home is just something deeply disturbing and it's something deeply disgusting. And I just cannot get over the fact that people have these kinks and these fantasies and these, I, I just don't, I just don't get it. It's just disgusting. Why? This is the first in a series of Project Veritas investigations. So I got a text message from a friend's wife with some screenshots uh, from this website. I found a way to exploit the site. I realized that there was a ton of these horrible people talking about horrible things, some horrible things about three little girls, and somebody who was impregnated. Like if you pause it on here, like I can't even say 
I can't even say the words that are in this message or else this is going to get myself banned on YouTube. It's just disgusting. It's disgusting. That's all I have to say. It's These people should be ashamed of themselves, embarrassed to their core, and deeply disgusted with them as a person because this is deeply disgusting stuff. To be impregnated as a 16-year-old and when they have a kid, they want to do horrible things to their children. I saw that there was pedophiles, self-proclaimed serial killers, rapists, every single type of horrible human being you can imagine if you consider them human. I went through each post and I started to notice there was even children that were offering to sell oh my God. body to these older individuals. They're using some terminology here. A lot of things being brought up about pizza and cooking and this and that and CP. A lot of them are acronyms uh, for child pornography. Cheese pizza would be CP. When they talk about another group, they're talking about another Telegram group. And to join that group, you have to send child pornography to another user, like one of the moderators, I believe it was. And then they would invite you. So it's kind of like proving you're not a police officer. My next steps with this data is to work with Project Veritas one by one, go through all of these email accounts, all these usernames, all these profile photos, and associate them with human beings. Project Veritas sent an investigative team to track down people whose email addresses were found on these pedophile websites. The first man, Jonathan, we found living in New York in government-subsidized housing. How's it going? Jonathan? Yeah. So, uh, is your email E-L-A- Gmail? Okay. And you have, um, another email called R- one at Gmail? Yeah. We found this website called Rapey.tl. Are you familiar with this? No. You're not familiar with it? Because here, this is the email that we found, that's yours. But what is that website about? Um, well, basically, this is a place where uh, people who have um, fetishes like yeah. rape Wait. and pedophilia. Yeah. Oh, This email was used to register to this website, rapey.to. It's a place where like pedophiles and like rapists like meet and like, you know, discuss like fetishes and also like arrange to like trade child porn, things like that. Yeah. The building supervisor invites us into his office to talk about Jonathan regarding what we found. It was clear that Jim was aware of Jonathan's serious porn addiction since moving into the building nearly seven years ago. I'm kind of just thrown because I know his functional level and kind of, I know what he's capable of. And this stuff has kind of come up because he was like addicted to porn. Yeah. Um, so it's like I actually now limit his internet access, but he does have a phone. Mm -hmm. Like he's been asking for a tablet and a computer, being insistent upon it, and now yeah, I see what. Um, will he act upon it? Will he do it? I I don't think so. Yeah, we had a meeting on treatment treatment plans, and he was like, they were talking about the amount of porno he's watching. He said, I can't even brush my teeth. That's, that's disgusting. Crazy. See, that's the. That's the thing that people don't realize. When you watch this stuff, it just takes over your life. And when you don't have a job, I mean, I'm, I'm going to guess because he's living in government sub subsidized housing. He doesn't really have a full time job. So he's sitting there most of the time just watching this stuff. He can't even function like a impolite society because he's watching and, and indulging in his sexual kinks and fantasies. It's just deeply disturbing. And then, and then he said, I stop and then I, I do what I need to do and I watch it. I said, because I just can't focus. He said, it's up to focus. 
So that's when we decided to limit his internet and, and we limit everything and we said slowly we do it. And he is in therapy, not for this particular therapy overall. But that's not going to help Jim him. Jim calls Jonathan down to speak with us face to face. This website, rapey.to, were you a member of this website? I was. That sort of thing is connected to my uh, addiction. So your addiction uh, what, what is, is your child addiction? porn. It's just disgusting. Safe to assume that you're attracted to children, like young children. Um, I I did have a, a fetish, mm -hmm. but I had therapy to help me get over that. Yeah, that's just so you traded CP. No. You I never just, traded. I just viewed them. But you have to. Federal to get on laws the website. are explicit about viewing and owning child porn. 18 USCA 2252. Quote. Any person who knowingly possesses or knowingly accesses with intent to view any other material that contains an image of child pornography, including by computer, such person shall be fined under this title and imprisoned for no more than 10 years mm -hmm. or no more than 20 years exactly. if the child is young. Because it's disgusting and they know so, it's disgusting and it's the repercussions it's of your... the actions need to be just that. The repercussions of this needs to be that the 10 years to 20 years because people need to realize that if you do this, this is damaging to not only your soul, but also to you as a person because you're going to get 10 to 20 years in prison just for indulging in your sexual kinks. Child is younger than 12 years old, end quote. It, from your account, it says... Make a video, I a little girl in the school basement. I just wanted to kind of ask you what that was, what you meant by it. Like, is there any, were you telling the truth? No, that was just a bluff. It was a lie. And I, I only did that to kind of, um, to, to kind of lure her. Do you hear yourself? It just sounds disgusting. Mm -hmm. Learn the, the female pedophile, uh, for her, kind of just to tempt her into Sending something. So you were trying to receive, like, child porn at I that was, time? Yeah, through making a, a lie about that. Federal that laws make it, are also explicit about It doesn't solicit make it better. That's not an excuse. ...child porn. Quote, any person who solicits through the mails or using any means, including by computer, a visual depiction of an actual minor engaging in sexually explicit conduct, such person shall be fined under this title and imprisoned for not less than five years and no more than 20 years. End quote. Uh, do you have any other questions for us? You can tell, please. Of course. Uh, I, I think, would say um, yes. I would say yes. I yeah, care. I don't know if that's like our bag. Like we're more just like investigative journalists. We can't like make any promises or anything like that about just like what's going to happen from here. We contacted the proper New York authorities, gave them Jonathan's then, information, and asked them to follow up to assess his potential threats to others or himself. My goal with all the data that I received after we investigate is to get these guys arrested and for any of the victims to be coming forward and and to be saved from these scumbags. A detective from the NYPD Computer Crime Squad told Project Veritas that when he attempted to interview Jonathan, he was prevented from doing so by Brooklyn Community Services General yeah, that's Counsel. that's disgusting. However, Jonathan's communications have been flagged by the Special Investigations Division. The reality remains that child porn investigations are not as crystal clear as they are on TV. But Project Veritas remains dedicated to identifying those who are on this website, which exists only to harm children. Am I scared of the legal implications? Uh, obviously, yes. I don't want to go through any legal 
ramifications for trying to do a good thing. I had no bad intentions. I was trying to help children. Of course, there's a little bit of fear there, but it's worth it for the kids. You can see in this example here, there's 3,974 Gmail addresses in the database, and there was, maybe it was almost 7,000 with this one site, and then that's not including the other four databases that we have. And then this that's Joseph Fritzel is actually Nathan Larson. He went by two different usernames on the site. I didn't know who he was at that time. I never heard his name before. I Googled him and saw that he was a politician, that he ran for Congress it, it, just multiple look at times. Him. Just like, look at him. Just look at him and you will see there's something wrong with this guy. I, I would favor like le legalizing incest. And he said, it's yeah, not enough disgusting. to rape kids and take their innocence. You also needed to produce the next generation with them. Let them see that you prefer to rape the offspring you have with them and continue having sex with a woman who is no longer a jailbait. Our Project Veritas team dug deeper into the data provided by Ryan Montgomery. We learned that Nathan Larson's rapey.to website was hosted by Pirate Bay co-founder Frederick Nage, a Swede. Unrelated to child pornography, Nage was convicted in 2014 in Swedish court of copyright infringement practices and served 10 months in prison. We discovered this August 2020 direct message from Nage to Larson, which Larson shared on his Telegram apparently boasting how easy it was to set up the pedophile website. That's disgusting. Payment have been received. We'll try to have it up Friday or latest Saturday. Sure, there's holiday pictures of children with comments, but it's not what we would classify as child porn. Mm -hmm. So if anybody wanted to join this website and look past the publicly facing side of things, you'd have to answer these questions. I don't think your average person would make it past this page. No. So when I was trying to find somebody to do something about it, I reached out to two local uh, news stations. I reached out to the FBI. My lawyer reached out to the task force. I uploaded a ton of information about Nathan, the website. I told them that I had access to the site. I screenshotted it and I exported it as a PDF the day that I reported it because in case, you know, the feds came knocking on my door, I wanted to be able to prove everything that I did. I even have timestamps in my notes, uh, including this report number. And I never heard anything back. I reached out to uh, Business Insider, Fox, many other news stations. I spoke to a few of them. I didn't get replies from all, but the ones that I did get replies uh, from were were not able to run the story. So after I don't know why Fox News can't run the story. You're supposed to be a conservative, a conservative media outlet, but you're not holding conservative views. Fox News, you had an obligation to break a story because you're one of the most popular conservative or quote unquote conservative, I would just say right wing, right wing conservative, right wing networks on cable TV. And you had the chance to have this story to save children and you decided not to do it. Why? I will ask Fox News, why did you not do this? Because Fox News, you have an obligation to hold people accountable and to actually break stories that people care about because you fired Tucker Carlson. You need something to break. Cover this story because it's very important. Reported all the information to the proper authorities, to the attorneys, to the news agencies, and nothing happened. Six months after I reported and tried my absolute best, Nathan Larson gets arrested at a layover with a 12-year-old girl that he raped and kidnapped and I couldn't be more pissed off. They could have prevented that by just arresting Nathan when yeah. I was proving he was a pedophile. And that's not including the six, 7,000 other users on the site. The website is gone. It's no longer up and run running. Nathan Larson is dead. My advice to anyone who has the ability to gather information like this or is aware of information like this 
uh, is to come forward with it, um, to not be scared, because you're, at the end of the day, you're protecting children and children need our help. They can't do this for themselves and they can't make decisions for themselves. To date, Project Veritas has confirmed the identities of nearly 400 individuals whose emails have been found in Ryan's database. We are further verifying these individuals' involvement with these websites and coordinating with law enforcement when necessary. Yeah, this is just disgusting. These people should be ashamed of themselves. These people need to be publicly humiliated. We need to release all of these emails. We need to see these pictures of these people and they need to be publicly humiliated so it can stop other people from indulging in these sexual kinks and fantasies and, and disgusting, despicable acts on children. This is deeply disturbing. Now let's dig into the next thing that we have from O'Keefe Media Group, which is staffer from Rep Santos caught an audio saying that he hoped George Santos gets kicked out of office, which is not that surprising, but you know. He's directed from guys. His name is Nisa. He can't get kicked out. I actually hope he does. Damn. I'm not a good Sorry. The money works for Congress. We just got 13 indictments today. So, what? For fun day. Yeah. 13 indictments? Yeah. For what? For basically lying to the top of his whole background. Oh my god. Who's your friend? What's that? Who, your friend? He's the communications director for the guy. So she was working for the governor of Massachusetts. Her name is Nasa. Nasa? So Nasa is the communications director yeah. for George Santos? Yeah. Nasa, I hear you're, uh, you're working for the famous, uh, Congressman. Congressman over there, yeah. Yeah. You know, I kind of feel bad for you, right? He can't get kicked out, you know, so I just... I actually hope he does. Oh, you hope he does? Yes, I do. Why? Is he a bad guy? 13 counts, uh, money laundering, fraud. Yeah, that's... Damn. I'm not a good person. Sorry. Damn. I'm not a good person. Sorry. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting to see what these people really... um think about his, their boss. I mean, I would be saying the same thing. I don't like George Santos, but you know, we can compare him to some people on the left, which are a lot worse than him, by the way. Um, these people are a lot worse than him. Um, but I would take George Santos over these other scumbags like um, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, that actually had his her emails leaked and had military soldiers killed. But you know, that's just me personally. Now, let's dig into the next segment of the Demetrius Rujo show, which is the media's takes. So digging right in, we actually have a CNN article. We have get up to speed on the United States debt drama. So House Republicans are insisting on cutting spending before they will agree to raise the nation's debt ceiling past $31 trillion. Exactly. And I want this to happen because we should not keep spending at an astronomical level that we cannot sustain. Democrats argue Congress has already spent the money and must be allowed to repay Americans debt holders without an embarrassing and economically disastrous default. Okay, no, they have not already spent the money because if you already spent the money, then you would not be asking for more money. If you were to just pay off our history of debt, then you will just be asking to pay off the deficit. But we're not just being asked to pay off the deficit. You want more spending for later. And just so you know, that deficit was already budgeted last year. 
last year's spending was in our our budget for last year that's why every single thing is accounted for or is supposed to be accounted for but of course we go over budget over budget over budget over budget so of course when you go over budget you need to cut down the next month and cut down the next month so you can pay back last month's but of course we don't do that negotiations are continuing to up unfold in an attempt to reach a debt limit deal but major differences between house republicans and house white house has yet to be bridged the clock is ticking down to the united states default but it's entire not entirely clear when the united states will officially run out of cash it's not clear what a potential deal to avert a first ever default would look like you're going to hear a lot about this in the coming days as the country hurdles toward the previously seemed unthinkable united states lawmakers failed failing to agree to pay the nation's debts economics and government officials say that it would be a financial commodity of untold proportions some Repo republicans flexing their majority in the house argue that the country must make tough choices regardless of the outcome. Democrats, meanwhile, are unwilling to give up on some spending they enacted in 2022, which they had the majority. Okay, so that's their fault. If they decided to spend over budget in this year, we don't have enough for you, then you should have never even spent last year. And if you don't want to make any negotiations, you're going to be blamed for the deficit. I mean, the default entirely. Because if we're over here trying to make negotiations and come to an agreement with each other, but you're saying that you do not want to compromise, you don't want to negotiate, you don't want to do any of those things, and you're going to be blamed because we're sitting here with our arms wide open offering you something on the table. The size of the debt is eye-opening, but failing to allow the government to finance its spending would send the United States economy into a tailspin and ultimately endanger the Social Security and government checks on which so many Americans rely on. Okay, well, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You're the one not negotiating with the Republicans. The debt, which is largely owned by the public, pension funds, insurance companies, and to a lesser extent, foreign governments, is considered a safe form of investment and is important is an important backbone of the economy. If American America fails to pay its debt holders on time, this that trust could be forever eroded. If you haven't been following the debt drama, here are some answers to some questions to get you up to speed. When will the government run out of cash? It's a moving target. The United States actually exceeded its borrowing authority back in January, but Treasury Secretary The United States actually exceeded its borrowing authority. Oh, I can take these off. The United States actually exceeded its borrowing authority back in January, but Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen authorized extraordinary measures, essentially moving money around to give lawmakers time to act. She has those ex extraordinary measures will be exhausted as soon as June 1st. But th third party estimates suggest that it could end up taking weeks or even months longer. The government takes in and spends money every single day, every single hour, every single second. Oh my God, they're spending all over the place. They love spending our money. It also takes cash, cash from public debt is sold to cover expenses. The Treasury Department publishes a daily balance sheet. She last Thursday, it shows an operating cash balance of $57 billion in one day, including billions in deposits. Everything from income taxes and Medicare premiums to foreign military sales program and $205 billion in cash from debt. CNN's Tammy Lundby writes that the United States can limp to the middle of June. An expected inflation of estimated tax payments could forestall the so-called X date until later this summer. Treasury officials might not even know until a day or two before the X date occurs. 
imagine oh they're like oh tomorrow the x date's here like that that's crazy because now the united states is going to default on its debt and that's because the democrats do not want to negotiate with the republicans when will Congress get serious? In April, House Republicans passed a bill to raise the debt ceiling period with the nonspecific requirements for spending cuts. To undo climate change-related spending championed by Democrats and impose new federal work requirements for Medicaid for separants, among other things. Good, good. This is really good because it's we've raised the debt ceiling. We have spending cuts. We need to get rid of these climate change things that are wasting our money. And we need to impose these laws that make sure that Medicaid free separants work. If you don't, then you don't get Medicaid. Why would you get Medicaid for free? The one-sided bill will a, was a non-starter for Democrats who ignored it in the Senate, but it proved that Republicans can come together and was seen as a sort of opening bid in negotiations. Good. And you know what, Democrats, you take the blame for this because you don't want to cut down on spending. You want to spend more money, more money, more money, more money. All they asked you to do was go to 2022 levels. You can't go a year before, which is not even cutting down that much. The one-sided bill was an okay, I already read that. Those negotiations really got underway in early May when House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and President Joe Biden met at the White House. Staff-level discussions between the White House and Congressional Republicans resumed Sunday evening after Biden and McCarthy had spoken by phone in, in the afternoon. According to the White House official, Biden and McCarthy met again on Monday. Is cutting spending the only way to address the debt? No, just as Democrats are generally opposed to spending reductions, Republicans are generally opposed to raising taxes. Okay, so first of all, why would we tax ourselves more when we can raise GDP? The thing that we need to do is we need to actually make more stuff in America. If we make more stuff in America, we will raise GDP. That's how we can raise GDP and get ourselves out of the debt. Just like if you have a $1,000 payment on your car and you only make $2,000 a month, that means that you need to make more money on your monthly income because now that debt is about that 50% mark on your overall. So that means that the United States needs to make more money to pay off the debt. So these two ways of doing this is raising taxes, which nobody likes, and there's actually raising GDP. If we raise GDP, then that's what we can do. If we raise taxes, then less people are going to want to pay those taxes because nobody likes giving money to the government. Um, when would a deficit start to really hurt? Nearly every economist and policymaker agrees that a sustained default would be a catastrophic consequence of the United States economy and for millions of Americans who rely on Social Security and Medicare, government paychecks, or government help. The stock market could large lose a large portion of its value if investors are were spooked by an in, instability. But a default of a day or two might not seem quite as horrible, particularly if there was not an inter interruption in government services. What would happen immediately after a default? Any default would be con would have been consequences. If investors no longer trusted the United States to pay its bills, the cost of the government borrowing money could rise. Particularly if the credit rating agencies downgrade America's steer steering credit rating. That's what happened in 2011, and the lead-up to the significant debt ceiling standoff increased the amount of America had to pay to make good on its debt obligations. Some Republicans have already suggested with that a short-term default would not be catastrophic. It's not entirely clear if Social Security payments would be immediately delayed. The Treasury Department would have to make default difficult choices 
about which bills to pay. It's not outlined a specific plan for what happens to the default. The consequences would catastrophize and compound as the default continued. If the White House and Republican leaders announce a deal, is that the end of it? No. And it's a very important point. Any deal announced by the negotiators must pass in the House and the Senate. That takes time, which is why a deal must be reached before June 1st to avoid a June 1st X date. McCarthy ha had argued that this past weekend was a real functional deadline. Um, that's also a very real real question about whether House Republicans will skied around whether, whatever deal McCarthy makes. His position as Speaker is trenchous, and if he agrees to a bill that Democrats find acceptable, he could face an, a re revolt among conservative Republicans. Whatever passes through the House will have to get support from most Republicans there. Are there other options? The debt exists because the laws that back date back to 1930s, there was a con compelling argument that subsequent legislation, a Budget Act of 1974, gave Congress specific power over the federal budget and made out and made the debt ceiling the pack depletive, essentially neglating it. But that's an untested legal theory for now. Republicans will get opportunities to enact cuts with the debt ceiling and in normal order of passing a budget or and spending bills. What about the 14th Amendment? The 14th Amendment is used in wartime. This is not a wartime right now, unless you're counting the Ukraine war. The 14th Amendment was actually acted in 1868 because of the fact that Section 4 of the 14th Amendment says that we need to we need to pay off our see i'm trying to read what cnn says and i'm comparing that to what the truth of the 14th amendment is the 14th amendment actually says that we need to pay our wartime debts in wartime we need to pay for our debts on the war because we cannot go and say oh well we're in a lot of debt because of this war oh let's just ignore it no let's pay off this debt in wartime because in 1868 this is exactly when we cared about the debt now we don't care about that so how are you going to take some things from the 14th amendment or some things from the amendments and then say we're going to use it we're going to use it but then you're not going to use a first amendment the second amendment you don't even care about the 19th amendment like what are you guys talking about do you even know what the 19th amendment is do you know what the second amendment is the first amendment hmm? no you don't the 16th amendment no nobody knows what these things are but they're very important amendments oh god Moving on to the next article, we actually have an MSNBC article. We have N NAACP's Florida Travel Advisory highlights DeSantis's wide statewide sabotage. Okay, so first of all, we can already see that Jan Jones over here on MSNBC is completely lying through his teeth right now. Listen, NAACP's Florida Travel Advisory is the most stupid thing that I ever heard. Why is it NAACP? NAACP commenting on what Florida does. We can we can sit here and have our own. I have the DAA um, travel advisory. Like, wh wh am I going to sit here and, oh, don't go to California because I don't like California. Don't go to New York. Don't go to Boston. Like, no, I don't really care where you go. If you go to Boston, New York, California, I don't really care. If you go to any of these other states, I don't care. If you go New Jersey, 
go i don't really care and the thing is that these people are going to sit here and say oh the backlash is mounting against florida no it's not it's not at all disney actually shut down its construction of a new building because of the fact that one the former ceo of disney this was his plan to do the new ceo of disney didn't even want to do that because it would take everybody moving from california to florida first of all second of all it's going to cost the company billions of dollars which the company does not even have billions of dollars right now look at the state of disney and third of all they're blaming Ron DeSantis for this because of political stuff now disney made this as an excuse because of the fact that disney is too embarrassed that it does not even have enough money to to pay its debts okay now moving on to the next article we actually i'm not even going to read the article actually i don't really care moving on to the next article we actually have a daily wire article we have hillary clinton says that biden's age is an issue voters should consider exactly and i'm considering it i mean i was never going to take a swallow and vote for joe anyway but maybe my grandparents are hillary clinton encouraged voters to come contemplate President Joe Biden's age when they head to the ballot box in 2024. His age is an issue, and people have the right to consider it, Clinton said during an event in Washington, D.C. over the weekend. Already the oldest person to be president at 80 years old, Biden would be 86 at the end of his second term. He announced in April that he is seeking re-election. Biden's tendency to lose his train of thought while speaking in moments caught on camera where he has tripled, tripped and falled over have spurred concerns over his fitness to serve. Financial Times editor Edward Lucy, who was interviewing 75-year-old Clinton, brought up the heart-stopping example when Biden stumbled down a set of stairs in the G7 summit in Japan. It's a concern for everyone, Clinton replied. We're, we've had presidents who have fallen before who were a lot younger, but didn't get go into heart palpitations. Damn. While some Biden um, allies have defended him from his age, um, allies have defended him from his age anxiety. Biden said last month that his age does not register with him. I respect that. Taking a hard look at it, I'd take a hard look at it. Hard look at it. I'd take a hard look at it as well. I take a hard look, hard look at it before I decide. And I feel good. I'm excited about the prospects. Biden added, Biden's age had become an attack. Biden's age has become an attack line among candidates who seek to challenge him in the 2024 contest. GOP hopeful Vivek Waswami called Biden's re-election campaign a, a case of elder abuse, and I completely agree with Vivek. Um, Jason Miller, an advisor to former President Donald Trump, reacted to Clinton's comments with a quote, sounds like, a crooked, sounds like crooked is a warning warming up in the bullpen, he tweeted. Alleging to one of Trump's mocking nicknames for Clinton, I completely agree. Clinton, the wife of former President Bill Clinton, whose past jobs include Secretary of State and the United States Senator, lost to Trump in 2016. President, uh, presidential election over the past couple years, Clinton rejected the idea of another run for president, but has done so while noting that she has expected Biden to seek re-election. During her conversation with Lucy, Clinton said that she thinks Biden is determined to run and insisted that he had a good record for which he does not get enough credit. No, he does not. What? He's been there for 75 years in Congress. What, what record do you have? Because you were just going with the flow back then. You said, oh, marriage is between a man and a woman. And now you're saying, marriage, yeah, gay. 
What are you talking about? You don't even know. He doesn't get enough credit, yet he deserves that he deserves for what is happening out in the in terms of jobs and growth. No, the whole entire country was dead. The whole entire country was um, you know, not operating while you took over. And as soon as you took over, boom, everything started opening again. And then now you're for that. No. Um so I obviously hope that he stays very focused and then unable to compete in the election because I think that he can be reelected and that's what we should all hope for. No, he can't get reelected because he doesn't even know how to speak a sentence without forgetting what he was saying. Moving on to the next article, we actually have another Daily Wire article. We have shocking number of Canadians support allowing assisted suicide for homelessness and poverty, which is disgusting. More than 25% of Canadians support allowing medically assisted suicide in cases such as homelessness and poverty. According to a survey research company, assisted suicide, sometimes calls medical assistance in dying, has been increasingly deregulated in Canada over the past several years. The practice is currently available only for adults with severe medical conditions despite recent moves to increase access for minors. When asked whether assisted suicide should be available in the case of homelessness, 11% of survey respondents said that they strongly agree, and 17% said that they moderately agree. Similar, similar shapes believe that the same with respect to poverty. 11% of respondents strongly agreed that distillation can serve as grounds for assisted suicide, while 16% moderately agree. The poll comes as multiple accounts of residents who assist suicide because of their dire financial strengths capture worldwide attention. Amir Farsound, who receives federal assistance for his chronic back pain, and was informed that the home who shared with two other people was listed for sale, applied for medical assistance in dying to avoid homelessness, and received approval Stranger's fund raised more than $24,000 online when his story national news promoting him to change his mind. Critics of the procedure argue that governments with socialized Medicare systems have clear incentives to promote the practice rather than funding treatment for certain patients, thereby overlooking the innate value of human beings' fundamental right to life. Nearly half of respondents who said that mental illness should render one available to receive assisted, assisted suicide, some percent say that they strongly agree, while 27% moderately agree. Our respondents who either moderately disagree or strongly disagree. India indeed implemented amendments to the nation's criminal code that would increase the availability of assisted suicide, such as a citizen with only a mental illness can request an adnesia starting next year, whereas the practice was previously limited to people with serious physical illnesses. Exactly. Because you give the government an inch and they take a mile. You do not need to have a fatal or terminal condition to be eligible for medical assistance in dying, according to the webpage published by the nation's government. Another question that the survey asked whether well, parents should receive criminal penalties for helping their son or daughter secure assisted suicide. I say yes. 51% favored sanctions ranging from a fine line, fine, but no, in time in prison, 
to a mandatory sentence of life imprisonment, while 24% said that they should receive no penalty at all, and 25% said that they were not sure. Well, those 25% better get known because this is an important thing. Canada does not explicitly allow minors to assisted suicide. The nation's government, however, has asserted that the children's decision-making about mental health care issues occurs within a complicated legal framework. The doctrine for the mature minor, for example, allows the children who are significantly mature to make treatment decisions. Laws resulted to parental consent and mature minor status vary between provinces. The Netherlands, on the other hand, recently announced an expansion in availability of life termination for children between one of each. Officials said that the new policy only concerns a small group of terminally ill ch children who palliative care options are not suf sufficient to receive their suffering and are expected to die in the foreseeable future. No, 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 no. Do not allow this because one year's old, one year, that, it's just sad. It's terribly sad. No, these people, no, one year's old, you don't even know what's going to happen. Now, let's dig into the next article. We actually have a Federalist article. We have, here's a big tell Democrats believe the FBI works for them. Democrats want to defund the police who enforce the law and expend po expend expand police forces that use law as a w political weapon on Democrats' behalf. Democrats are communicated loud and clear that they support law enforcement that abuses power to serve their political goals. They want to defund the police and enforce law and expend... expend Police forces that use law as a political weapon on Democrats' behalf. One proof is last week's hearing on the FBI weaponization. Support for the FBI was split exactly by political party. Democrats and supported the FBI in face of the evidence of gross and systematic abuse of power, while Republicans informally criticized it. This was a clear tell that Democrats considered the FBI to be working for them, a shocking and dangerous situation. A Republican on the Judiciary Committee is committed to financial fundamentally charge change in how the FBI secret war process works. Rep. Jim Jordan told Mariah Baltimore in a post-hearing interview, the FISA and the appropriation, the appropriations process is how you reign in this agency that targeted good men like Gary O'Boyle, Stephen Friend, and Marcus Allen, who had the courage to come forward and testify this week and tell the American people what's going on with their tax dollars in the Justice Department. Last week has surfaced numerous new facts about serious ongoing and systematic FBI abuses of law enforcement. Special Counsel John Durham's report showed that the FBI acted in a clearly partisan manner in multiple situations, including protecting Hillary Clinton's campaign while placing informants in a electronic wire traps on the Trump campaign based on fabricated evidence their agents didn't check. Thursday's hearing, the three whistleblowers detailed the, the FBI's cruel relation against themselves and their families when they filed legally protected ethics complaints about the FBI surveilling parents who complained that the Democrats' education policies at school board meetings, the FBI pursuing the SWAT-style SWAT raid against a cooperative man who attended the January 6, 2021 rally, and the FBI inflating Democrats, Democratic terrorism. 
cases to bolster Democrats' false and horrifying claim that their political opponents are... Allen told the committee, it appears that the FBI is conducting a purge of conservatives. Michael Stellenberger and Madeleine Rowley reported, no mainstream media journalists interviewed the FBI whistleblowers before demonizing them. During that hearing, it was also revealed that the Bank of America gave the FBI private banking information about any American who used BOA credit cards near the Capitol on January 6, 2021, without a warrant and regardless of whether those people committed any crimes or were on the Capitol grounds that day. That means that if you have Bank of America, get rid of them. Turn off the card. Close the account. It does not even matter. Bank of America is detrimental because they are giving up your personal information to banks just because they want an investigation on you behind the scenes. The FBI leadership pressured agents to reclassify cases of DVE and even manufactured DVE cases that were not where they may not otherwise exist. While manipulating its case categorism system to create the perception that DVE is organically rising around, says the Congressional Staff Report, released Monday, May 18. Saturday reporting on a secret court filing showed the FBI broke the law by spying on Americans 278,000 times without any warrants. That's disgusting. That means that you, the FBI, needs to be defunded now. You spied on 278,000 Americans. That's disgusting. That's a despicable number. For each American, the FISA court permitted the FBI to target. The Bureau allegedly surveyed almost 1,000 additional Americans, reported the New York Post on Sunday. The whistleblowers noted that the FBI awards agents for opening more warrantless surveillance and searches of Americans' communications. Then, on Sunday, a poll came out showing the majority of Americans believe the FBI covers up Democrats' crimes. I agree. Specifically, those of the Biden family. It also showed that 70% of Americans are concerned that the FBI and other intelligence agencies interfere with elections and the agency Why? Don't forget either that the only former president home... Hey! No. No. Don't forget either... That the only former president's home the FBI has ever raided was the Republicans, while FBI officials bent over backwards to avoid touching even convicting evidence of criminal... Don't forget either that the only former home the FBI has ever raided was the Republicans, while FBI officials bent over backwards to avoid touching even convincing... Convicting evidence of criminal behavior related to Clinton, according to the Durham's citation. The FBI record is clearly partisan, and that's why it's poor is now partisan this partisan this partnership is now just typical politics is over fundamental issues not differing ways to get the same goal it's it's also a very dangerous to our country when federal law enforcement becomes the stock troops of only one political party don't have rule of law anymore law is only legitimate if it's equally applied to all when members of our party are set or set of political beliefs, or above the law, and use the law not just for justice, but the weapon against enemies, that's what we call a police state. And I completely agree, because if we don't have a say over what, I mean, if we, the people, don't have a say of what the FBI investigates, or if the FBI is actually just investigating us, the citizens of the United States, then that's completely different, and that's completely disgusting.
Moving on to article from The Federalist, we actually have Target partnered with wants to eradicate critics of Targetism and transgenderism. Oh my god, I just came up with that. Targetism. Oh, we should we should say that now. Um, Target made between radical gender ideology and Satanism even more obvious when the retailer close chose to support her trans. Target um, furthered its commitment to advancing racial radical gender ide identity ideology this month when it partnered with Satan supporter who called for the eradication of anyone who disagrees with the mutilation of children to support transgender gender-themed merchandise to Target's Pride collection. The recent co collaboration between Target and the United-based United brand Abprolin and its designer Eric is a self-proclaimed gay trans man. Features a sweatshirt with the conscious wrapped in a ribbon and a rainbow UFO tote bag. Peak in a pink We Belong Everywhere fanny pack. Being able to transition, this is this is what Eric wrote. Being able to transition brings with euphoria, comfort, self-love, and perhaps most importantly, hope, Eric wrote in one Instagram post promoting its tra a transitioning saves lives image. What didn't mention is the irreversible damage experiments yield, such as sexual dysfunction, infertility, cardiac event, and norbital cancer, life-threatening infections, and transition regret products, which are showcased on Target's website. Average just a couple of one-star review panned the designer penned by These are not rated good at all. This thing is rated one and a half stars by 115 people. This is the Cure Transphobia sweatshirt. Which a sweatshirt for $25 is not much money. And that's two stars, 67 people. Um, these have already gotten the transphobes infuriated with me. And I feel quite the celebrity to think that they believe that this is all some big conspiracy and I have any power to brainwash anyone when I'm just some guy drawing pictures the designer wrote in an Instagram post announcing the partnership but what Eric doesn't know is that she is really a girl not a guy so that's things stand corrected what Eric didn't mention is that in the social media defense of Aprilin products is just a drawing of pictures that includes a long history of producing and selling goods that elevate Satan and transgenderism. One quick at the designer's web and Instagram shows dozens of in symbols such as pegnograms, Satan pronounced t-shirts, gay as hell stickers, and stained glass windows covered up by trans bodies are holy. So for me, Satan is hope, compassion, equality, and love. So naturally, Satan respects pronouns. He loves all LGBTQ plus I, A, 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 I, A, A, M, B, C, D, D, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, E, P, Q, R, C, V, W, X, Y, Z, people. And I went with a variation of pro, pro men for this design. A deity who identifies themselves as genders, belongs, ideas, and existences. Reject binary stereotypes and expectations. Perfect error wrote. Oh yeah, and then... What that she posted has now been deleted by YouTube. Um, this is trans bodies are holy. Yeah, is hell cookies. One particular graphic image 
on the designer's website shows a naked demonic creature with a harnered skull and mutilated breasts. Being called a demon is something that I can cope with. The idea of a trans demon is pretty damn cool. Most of my work focuses on gothic or dark satanic images juxtaped with bright colors and LGBTQRSTVW positive messages, Eric went an Instagram caption, and this image has Christmas, just disgusting. In London, since been deleted. Yeah, Target isn't the only company elevating people and products that blend transgenderism and demon worship. In recent years, Hollywood stars like Lil Nas X had tried to advance the LGBTQRSTVWXYZZZZZZAAAAABBBBBBCCCCC agenda using demonic shoes, music video performances with clear links to Satan, of course, because we all remember the Lil Nas X music video, which is just deeply disturbing in itself. Um, that I complained about actually when he posted this. So it's like these people say, oh, you're targeting Sam Smith. Why are you targeting? No, I'm not. I was targeting Lil Nas X when he posted his demon worshiping stuff. I targeted Sam Smith when he posted his demon worshiping stuff. I also, <laughs> I also attack anybody that comes out with anything stupid like this. This is disgusting. This person, Eric, she needs to stop right now. And she needs to be stopped. With said, that's going to do it for this episode of the Demetrius Rojo Show. If you did enjoy this video, please like and subscribe down below and turn on post notifications so you're notified every single time I drop a new video because I do post new episodes of the show every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thank you all for watching. This Demetrius Rojo episode is in every single episode of the